Hey, welcome to episode 35 of the Wills of Grace podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Nora. And I'm Sergio. <laughs> oh. Whoa. You got sound effects going on? I guess so. Hey, that was like a little bit of reverb. <laughs> there you go. Are you going to do a drum roll? No. Oh, here, I'm going to do it with rolling my tongue, see if anybody can see it. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. No, they can't. You're, you're not <laughs> So we skipped a week on accident. I don't remember why. <laughs> Ashley, I love it when you talk about on accident. I know. Those accident on purpose things, you know, are pretty hard. No, I don't know. Life I don't know. Happens. Life, I guess. So <laughs> here Life is hard. You know, life is like crazy. How do you ever get through this whole thing called life? Well, you just keep rolling on. Duh. Oh, What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We still, we have to, we've got to get on track and stay on track. Really? Because we fall off track. It's like we fall off the wagon frequently. Fall off the wagon? <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong term. I don't know. What do you mean? Okay, like, we what, don't what fall wagon off the are wagon. we on there, sister? <laughs> You know. Okay, we fall off the tracks. Maybe <laughs> on a wagon, off the tracks. I don't know. But anyways, it's time to we get. Gotta, who's going to be responsible for making us be on track? Me. I'm going to be responsible. Okay, so I'm when set I'm... the schedule. Okay, you set the schedule, and we got to stick mm-hmm. to it. Okay, we'll do. I'm going to be gone this weekend, so you better do it without me. Okay. So All next right. podcast, I'm not going to be here. So Unless then... we wait for you on purpose. <laughs> On purpose. You know, so. Okay. Hey, it's possible. All right. We could, ah, what, what, what? People could see your eyes right now. They would be saying. Well, that's why we she don't. She wants us to get this done. That's why we don't do videos of No, ourselves. we're going to do video. I, I already decided. I know. We I just, decided that last time. Oh, that was on the list. The list that you reminded me this morning that you updated and said, hey, did you see your list on the window? <laughs> yeah, we have a list of thing, of goals we're I supposed to accomplish. I think you should tell everybody what you're doing to try to keep us motivated, which is really cool. No, I'm not doing it. You told me. I can't do anything ever <laughs> unless there's something staring at me in the face telling me to do it. And I, when did you do it? Uh, I made you a list two months ago. Oh, no, and no, we no. did. I didn't say that the, the beginning of time. I said, when did you update the last list? <laughs> today and i noticed it today i know have you done anything on the list yet i just noticed it when i went in there to my office and i was meditating on what do i need to get done so now it's been imprinted okay, on the computer good. to say let's our get last this list done. we did get something done off of it so that was good well hey well there you go and give so, me a high five high five so then, but then i had to re- high five, high five. i had to rewrite this some of the stuff from the last list onto this list <laughs> and then did you add new stuff Hey, you know what they no. say, one oh, bite at a one time. Thing I added one thing at a time. Just I know, little, that's why little, the little list steps. is shorter. Oh, it is. I know. So was there a, a reason why you used green marker instead of a different color marker? Yeah, so you would notice it was different. Like money green. That's says. why That's why you noticed it, because it was oh, a different color. Or because the grass is turning green. Okay, you're tree. getting crazy. Let's okay. get on track I here. liked it a lot, though. I know, so do the stuff on the list. Well, I, I saw a couple things. Hey, I got to say that one of the new things I did is I got invited to do a talk, and I was very hesitant to do it because I don't do very good telling my story or having a talk when it's in Spanish. Oh, yeah, you did go outside and of your comfort zone. And I actually made a decision as soon as I got the call. I thought about it for about an hour and I had already made my mind, mind up in that hour. I called them the next day and let them know. But that 
the only way I was going to get better was just to get out there and just do it. Because mm -hmm. you were uh, offered a translator. Because I was offered a translator, and I said, um, translator could be okay. They could be in the background on, you know, <laughs> standby in case, you know, I bomb it. Uh, <laughs> um, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out very good. Good job. Um, I, it was a lot harder to translate everything in Spanish because, you know, it's not it's not something that I – it was really the first time that I had done my whole – a whole 30 to 45 minute spill all in Spanish. Yeah. You know, so, and it really wasn't the, the Sergio version of Spanish, which is Spanglish <laughs> with a lot of, you know, half English broken up, you know, so it worked out pretty good. No. It, not so, so really the, the whole idea on that wasn't it, it, not to make too much to make light of it. It was, it was really something that was cool. It was something that I was somewhat hesitant to do, scared to do. And the best thing that I could do was just to say, I'm just going to go take this head on and go do it. So, hey, hey, high five. Come on, high come five. on. High five, high five, yeah, high five. Is this a thing we do right now? Right. Yeah. That's hey, the thing you just do don't now. be, you know, you just go with the flow, all right? <laughs> I if was we're going to be asking. doing this, you just make <laughs> lists and make sure they're up to date. And dad's going to make sure we high five. Okay. Each other. Yes. So, oh, there's a, a last high five for, oh, no, we already high five for the one that. We already got done on the list. Yeah, we already have Good five. Good job. <laughs> I Good guess job. we have five now. <laughs> okay, so after we get done with this podcast, we might have to high five one more time. I hope we don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we got it done. It's worth it. <laughs> okay, all, all right. right. All, all right. right, so we better get this okay, going right now. Let's where, go. Where are we at in our in our talk? So we're at, um, sort of you were sharing about the night that you got shot. Oh. And so then we were going, mainly you shared about your, um, what you remembered of that, of that evening and, um, just how it all played out and, and just, you know, your experiences and your, just your, your, well, let, let me, let me, one of the things that I wanted to make sure was happening that sometimes gets missed when people start to hear my story is that they always get to hear my version of it. Mm -hmm. They get to hear it through my my side of the story, you know, mm -hmm. and off and on I get questioned, you know, how was, how did your, the rest of your family feel, mm -hmm. you know, and that one's always a hard one for me to answer because really it's, it's not something that I remember because I probably had the easiest part of that, that time frame when it went, when, when, you know, the doctors were coming in and wanting sure. to talk to me and, mm -hmm. you know, tell you guys all the bad news that, He's not as good looking as he used to be anymore. And, um, <laughs> but it was, it was because I was asleep. I was not, I was not awake. I was not at a point where I was hearing and seeing things. So I think you should share that with everybody. I think that's mm -hmm. what we ended with last time. And mm -hmm. something we've been wanting to do is to share your version of, um, that's that time frame. Mm -hmm. So, so on that evening, from what I do recall and what I do remember, is that a, it's interesting because when you go back and you try to reflect or think about, you know, there are times in my life where I had like voids or parts that were missing. And then as the years gone by and even working, I feel like I've, I've remembered more of that time or someone will remind me or say, hey, I remember this. And then it grows in my mind like, okay, so... When I received that phone call, I, I remember being at home and I didn't, 
like it was just your normal regular day and you and I had planned that we were going to see each other later on that evening and that was kind of how we left it we had parted ways and you were going to pick me up and we were going to spend some time together and then this phone call comes and what I do recall is that I was not the one that answered the phone originally that my mom had and then I she just had this weird look on her face and handed me the phone and I do not remember who was on the other line and perhaps it was because I was shocked I don't know I I don't remember those instances I just remember that a good friend of mine was there and immediately without thinking twice she drove me to you know the hospital and while being in the car it was just this blur of do you remember do you not, remember what you were doing? Were you doing like the dishes or anything? Like no, that? I don't remember what we were doing. I really think we were just hanging out visiting because this okay. friend, we were really, really close. She was close to my mom and close to me. Mm-hmm. And so we were just visiting, just a typical, it was a Thursday night. I remember that as clear as day, that it was Thursday and that she just came to visit. And then it was like the look on my mom's face. And what was interesting to me was that, and probably because Ashley was home, now that I think about it, was my mom did not go with me. So we went, but my mom stayed home, and I'm sure it's to attend to Ashley. And um, the whole ride there was there's just a void there for me. And until I actually arrived, and I do not remember, and she could have been there, I don't, I just remember, and maybe perhaps because I felt so alone and scared. I just remembered literally walking into this hospital like as if I was the only person there, like in myself there, which was weird, people all around me, but I felt just so alone. And I just, you know, everything was moving so weird. I remember it being so like bright lights and doctors and all these things. And then the shock came over me like I didn't even know who I supposed to go to? How do I do this? How do I maneuver? What do I say? I don't, I felt like this overwhelming sense of, oh my goodness, I'm alone. This is really happening. Who do I talk to? And I felt like my voice was gone. Like I was speechless, like I couldn't talk. And just as I'm trying to figure out, okay, be brave, ask, go up to someone, find a nurse. I saw your mom. And when I saw your mom's face, of course, she, which is typical of her, walked very quickly and she did not say a word to me, but it was like our body language connected and it was like, just follow me, Nora, I'm here and I will, you know, I'll navigate this. And here she just came by, looked at me and I immediately followed her. But I stood behind her because I feel like I was so scared to hear anything at this point. And so then it was the situation where it was just muffled. I didn't make out what anybody was saying. And it was just that, hey, you know, you had already arrived. They would let us see you. And your mom said, you know, we had agreed, you know, the right thing to do was for your mom to go see you first because they wouldn't let more than one person see you. 
And then she says, well, I'm going to go. And then when I come out, then I'm, you know, of course, none of us know what we're getting ourselves into. It's just, hey, we're going to go see what's happening. She's going to go see you. And she'd come back out to get me. And so at that point when she left, it felt like an eternity. Like I was waiting, waiting, waiting. It couldn't have been very long, but that's how it felt. And I remember just watching around me. Do I recognize anybody? I didn't recognize anybody and I was alone at that point it was just me waiting on her and when she came out the look on her face was just one that I don't know it was she was pale she was uh, like she didn't even know what to say to me the only thing she repeated over and over first she told me they're not going to let you see him nor because they have to rush him to surgery they couldn't take the time to wait and she said he's bad he's really really bad nor he's bad and, um, and then it was a reality. That's when, you know, before you try to convince yourself, well, maybe they've had it wrong. Maybe it's not even him. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a difference or, you know, all these thoughts, but her going and her physically seeing you and coming back and saying, you know, it's really, really bad. Then I knew there, there we are. It's, it's bad and it's real. Well, that's when it really, that's when it really sunk in. That, that yeah this is for real this is this for is real and it's definitely him his yeah. mom just saw him and and she was just you know like and then it was silence like there was no more well, to that, say that dead wait time that dead yeah, exactly the and dead wait time the time the clock is ticking and that sense. clock is not ticking fast enough when your loved one's hurt you know and we have no answers like n- we don't know what happened except for that you had gotten shot but we don't have any details you don't really remember how long you guys waited until how long the surgery was or anything? i don't know i really don't i don't remember i remember we you know we got there and they moved us you know he's going to be here and then sit here in this waiting room you know just your you know typical until we know exactly where you were going to be and then that's when your family started to come, your your dad and your siblings. And um, I don't remember seeing your brother just quickly yet, but eventually he did. But we never had a conversation. Those The details of that night were mainly shared with your mom, which was the right way, you know, that she would have those questions. And so I was still in the dark as to what really happened. All I knew was Sergio has been shot. That's all I know. Sergio's been shot. He has to undergo um, a surgery to um, make sure that, that none of your vital organs had been hit, that you were losing an enormous amount of blood. I do remember that they said for people to start being tested to see if, you know, the right blood type because you would need a lot of blood. Transfusions were definitely something they said right off the bat. I do remember that. And then I remember I decided to go into the chapel. And when I did, the only person in the chapel was your dad. And when I got there, your dad's hands were, um, he was leaned forward and his hands um, were resting. I'm sorry, his face was resting in his hands and he was leaning forward. I'm assuming in prayer, crying, I don't know. I just sat in there quietly with him, just he and I for quite some time. So how do you feel? Because you keep everything you're saying is just about the facts. And- no. So so I'm the way I at this point how I'm feeling is I am really not I I'm still kind of in shock. And so I don't even remember like breaking down and sobbing. I don't remember being at a place 
where I was, I, I wasn't even in touch with my emotions at this point. It was still like, I don't know, I guess that's what happens when you're traumatized. I just felt like I was stuck. Like I couldn't cry because I didn't know. I don't, I honestly, I don't remember crying. I don't remember, I just remember being fearful of the fact that I might never see you again. And so, and even in that, I didn't break down yet. And when, maybe I so didn't did break down. I think when I finally broke down was after you were, they had said that they were still, they checked up midway during your surgery. They checked up on us. And so then after that, and we were all in a waiting room, I remember that I kind of sat off away from your family. I didn't, and I don't know why, but they were all kind of conversing. I pulled away by myself because, again, I'm still by myself. And then I finally allowed myself to break down. I don't remember anybody coming, consoling me. I just sat there thinking, number one is why is this taking so long? And could it be that you were dying? And I didn't know what was going on. And so at that point, I finally allowed myself to to break down. But then, again, you look at your loved ones and you look at your family and you look at them. And so it was like I pushed my feelings aside and went back with them until the surgeon came back. And when he did, and I remember him, he stood over all of us as we're all sitting. He's the only person in the room standing and just, and I remember he took off his mask. He still, he was, had everything on and said, good news is that none of your vital organs had been um, hit. He said that they had to remove bullets. He didn't give us a number. He just said bullets that had been lodged in different parts of your body and that they were able to do all the repairs that they needed to do. And that the bad news was that you were never going to walk again. And when that news came across, everybody sobbed. I mean, everybody, your family, your mom, your, your dad. I don't think your sisters were there. They were too little. And then I did. And then he, you know, he left so quickly and said that you were going to be moved to um, intensive care. Gave us, you know, what room number, what floor, that kind of thing. And then after that, it was complete. It was as if you had died. I mean, it was complete silence, like as if that's the news that had been delivered. And granted, I, we all felt relieved that you were going to live. But then it was almost just like, you're like, oh, and then it was just taken from you. Because then we all felt the despair of what, what does this mean for you? And we, we were speechless. I mean, we did not, we did not speak until someone said, okay, let's, you know, I don't even know who, okay, let's move to the other floor. And then walking down this hall, getting on this elevator, like a bunch of zombies that we were all just so, we were tired, we were emotional, we were beat down that we, we didn't talk. And getting in the elevator, I, I remember being there with your parents just not even stomach turning. I couldn't even look at your mom. I could not, 
I, my eyes could not meet hers because anytime my eyes met hers, it just hurt even so much more. And so I avoided eye contact with her. I just, I just did. And, and then we get to ICU and, and I, I, we wait and we wait again to come and see you. And the first time I got to see you, of course, you don't remember. You were hooked up to machines and hoses and beeping and sound. And it was, it was a pretty small room. And, and, and this definitely they were pretty strict on that it was only one person at a time. So I waited my turn. And when I finally got to go in there, I just looked at you. I didn't even sit down. I just you I mean you were under medications I'm assuming and so mm-hmm. I just stared at you and for some reason I I remember thinking wondering if because you were paralyzed if you know your legs were gonna look any different and I did uncover your legs and I don't know why but I did And they just had those compression things that were kind of going in and out for your circulation and that kind of thing. And I don't know, that was just important to me. Of course, they didn't look any different. You couldn't really see them. They were covered up. But then just, you know, just I was sad that I didn't have an opportunity to really talk to you. But at the same time, I was was relieved because... I don't know what, besides I love you, what I would have said to you. And so, and then the well, other side you of know, it. I don't know if I've ever asked you. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But mm-hmm. I don't think I ever asked you in that whole time that you were waiting. Mm-hmm. Were you pissed? Were you mad? I was not at that point, no. The the anger or the why were you there kind of thing didn't set in for until probably a good maybe days three four days but that anger was not I did not feel angry I was not angry with you at all well not just like anger but I was like questioning you know what if I would have as soon as we were off the phone how we were going to meet up that day if we would if I would have went and picked him up or you know, just not, questioning yourself and some of the things that not happened. not immediately. No. Not okay. that that would come later, but not not immediately because right at this moment the only the only things that I was thinking about because I truly felt that you were dying. I felt that. That that was the only thing that at that point that mattered. Because what mattered of me being angry if you were gonna die and I wasn't going to see you again. Yeah. And so by the time I knew you weren't and I got to go and see you, my time in that room was so short-lived that it was still a situation where I felt like, okay, he, he's going to live. Like, he's going to be okay. He's going to make it through this. That I didn't have that time to process the what if I had done this or what if he had done that. Not just yet until after and so again this was a very short time frame and 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 even though you were you were gonna live you were not out of the woods yet you were still in icu yeah there's still a lot of things that could have went wrong exactly yeah no well that's good you know because that's something that someone's always asked at every point that or i'd say most of the 
kinds like of the audience. Talk. The audience is, and they're open for like open questions. That's some, mm -hmm. one of the questions that gets asked. Mm -hmm. And it's, I always answer with, you know, I had the easy part of that. I slept through it. But, mm -hmm. you know, and I usually get giggles and all that on it. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, you, know, you were still sleeping right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's good to hear the, the back end of it. I, I should actually do that with the rest of the family and just, you know, get a better rounded how everything was going through and all that. Because mm -hmm. everybody's going to have their own perception, perception of what happened oh, and their yeah. own memories of that evening, for sure. So, like, right now, before we wrap this all up, how are you feeling? You know, it's hard. It's it hard to talk about it. It really is because it's you you learn to kind of put it in the back of your mind because Well, but once you hear the words, what emotion pops out? When I hear the words, it's almost if I think about that into where I am now, it's almost like that did not happen to us. Like it's so unbelievable. Like it's like I'm it still feels like I'm talking about someone else else's life and not mine and I think it's because I've learned to kind of squash those feelings and I've trained myself which isn't a healthy thing but it's it's just it's 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 weird it's a weird thing unless you've lived it it's so hard to explain yeah. well, you see, how that the, is one mm -hmm. of the things that I usually feel when I hear the words or mm -hmm. hear somebody else it sometimes it takes me back Mm -hmm. And it takes me back, and it's like I'm trying to envision the scene mm -hmm. and what everybody's doing. And a mm -hmm. lot of times I'll get sad, and mm -hmm. I'll get, you know, what... And and I'll get mm -hmm. sad because, you know, everybody was hurting. Um, but then I get a little bit overwhelmed with mm -hmm. um, what I am and where we're at and what we've been able to do through all of that craziness. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's unbelievable, and I go, wow, that shouldn't have happened. You know, so it's yeah. so it's joy. It's it, it it gives me a better. This is me. I mean, this is. It's like me. traveling through it. You almost travel through each emotion. You know of. Well, yeah, you know what I. It's just it makes me realize the little small blessings that I have mm -hmm. every single day, and it every time when I open my eyes, sometimes it's easy to lose those blessings just because you get in your day to day routine. Mm -hmm. So when I hear it, mm -hmm. it takes me back to saying, "Oh, there's a bigger reason. There's a why." that this was all supposed to happen. You know, there is an answer and it's all there. So definitely. That's crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely blessed that we're still able to count those blessings yes. together and that you. No, that's you us, survive. not me. You see, and that's the thing is that it, it's easy. <laughs> I think one of the things, see, one of the things that is difficult is that sometimes it's me because I'm the physical one that went through the well, physical Well, that survived it. it, yeah. But I'm not the mm -hmm. one that, I'm not the only one that went through it. I mean, there was a lot of people that were connected That to survived this. it yeah, with you. you know, and, and I think everybody, well, I think everybody had a different way of handling it, a different way of coping, you know. And really now, when, when they hear the words, what comes out? What mm -hmm. do they see? What do they feel? I can say this. One of the things that really sometimes makes me sad and you know, it really hurts a little bit is when I think of that person that was sitting on that bed that had put himself in a bad situation to get shot and my mom having to be the one that saw me on a bed where the doctors are trying to fix me, put whole, mm -hmm. I mean, in, in, in a puddle of my own blood, she saw that, mm -hmm. that she really never got to see the transformation. Mm -hmm. She saw the motion starting to change, but she never mm -hmm. saw the transformation. And the transformation was that um, if she's listening right now, mom, nobody's shooting at me no more, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, I mean, it's just that, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, it just makes me open my eyes a little bit more and saying, 
I wish I would have done it sooner, you know. But I know, you know, she, she's seeing and she knows it's just it's just those things. You know, something, sometimes the things that we miss. Well, and I think that that was part of it as I had asked myself, too, is... So, go ahead. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. No, but I had, I had after all that, had asked myself, would, would things, was it meant to be that I didn't see you the way your mom had seen you, you know? And I feel that it was meant to be, because I think at that point it would have, you know, it definitely, you've already experienced trauma, but it might have been, been a whole nother trauma for me. And so I think I was saved from that for a reason. Yeah. So for next week, we're moving on, huh? What yeah. are we going to move on to for next week? Next well, week, we're going to continue. That's going to be on us because we're running the, the podcast. Yeah. Should we yeah. talk about Ashley? No, I'm not going to oh, be here. But, we're, but we can talk, talk about, about you. you. That's what we and said. And now it's going to be how, oh, we got some good stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So I, I just for all of you guys that are all out there thinking and, and, and not thinking, listening, listening. And the thoughts <laughs> that are coming to you. Um, after you've listened to something like this, I think everybody's gone through a little bit of trauma. And if you ever want to share some of that with us, um, it'd be great to have a little dialogue or something about it. I mean, don't be scared to drop a dime or something. Um, if you want to know a little bit more about specific, that specific time frame, um, let us know, you know, you know where to find us. Are we going to high five? No. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna high five. Give me a high five. Right on. Good job there, honey. Good job. All right. (laughs) Okay. Remember to keep rolling on.